0: The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com/give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 138.
1: Janet West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection.
2: All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. You say that a lot.
1: I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was
2: never a going home. It's about getting us to where we're going.
0: Hi, I'm Jack Berazzini, and you're listening to The Secret to Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers, found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Eat Grievin' Jarlath. I mean... <laughs> it's not, not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hi, Jack. <laughs> today we are discussing the eighth episode of Season 7, Space Race. As you can guess, this episode is about a space race. Warwick Finn, the, a Sorokin pilot rescued by SG-1 back when he was transporting those, uh, the prisoners on that, that planet, back when we had a... Uh...
2: Oh, Jonas Quinn.
0: Yeah, Jonas Quinn. That's oh. right. <laughs> Promise, I haven't forgotten you, Jonas. He needs Earth to help win a dangerous race called the Loop of Khan Gera in exchange for access to advanced Sorokin technology. Major Carter joins him as his co-pilot to learn information about their engine technology. But their ship is sabotaged and it threatens their chances. Amon, Warwick's brother, discovers that the culprit is at TechCon, the massive conglomerate which seems to be the B&L of this episode. Mm-hmm. While Carter and Warwick rescue another competitor and ultimately sabotage the main threat, ensuring Lael's victory, Earth gains access to a crucial engine and Carter vows to return and win the loop next year, or kick everyone's butt, as she says. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Father? So this week in Speed
3: Racer, um, (laughs) this is about as bare bones a racing bully plot as you can get, you know, where you've got the bully, you've got the the guy who's rigging the race, you've got, I mean, this is, it's okay, it's kind of, of, parts of it are kind of fun, um, the CGI, like if you're watching the video that you'll see behind Victor there, uh, they definitely show the age. I mean, they're, they're pretty bad, but it's an, it's an okay episode. It's again, there's parts where they're kind of fun. Jack and Daniel are kind of there. Tilk gets to bag out from sitting through diplomacy and stuff like that. So that's yeah. a good thing. But other than that, mm.
0: right, I had a, I had a very different opinion of it, so <laughs> What about you, Lisa?
1: Um, Okay, I'm surprised by Father Corey because I really thought all three of y'all are going to be like, this was amazing. Um, I hated this episode back in 2003. Was it 2003? Absolutely hated it. I I really despised it. Um, Watching it now, 20 years later, I really enjoyed it. I think I had much lower expectations of it. Um, I thought it was fun. I mean, really, it was, you know, Amanda Tapping got to have a little fun with with Carter, you know, like a, and she comes in in her motorcycle outfit and then she's like, I'm an adrenaline junkie and let's go kick butt. And so that that part was fun. It, it got a little tiresome in the middle for me, you know, but uh, I overall I think this episode is one of those you either love it or you hate it. And I enjoyed it a lot better now mm-hmm. than I did then probably because I could laugh at the little jokes and I wasn't expecting a really involved plot. Nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Victor?
2: Yeah, I I guess this really divided fans when it first aired. And I can kind of see, like, if you're watching a show and you're like, yeah, let's see what's going on with Anubis and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden they do kind of like a lighthearted, you know, episode that doesn't really connect. You'd be like more upset than someone watching it now, who is like, "Oh, this is a fun episode, and I really, I really like this episode. I like that it gives us a window into another alien civilization and an interesting one too, where it's kind of biracial or whatever you want you want to call it, uh, with the two alien races that have created a society there. That part's uh, really interesting. I like, you know, I like the performances. It, you know, it's." It's kind of a cheesy plot, but the guy, you know, playing Jarlath, I, I I thought he was really good in the role. And then, of course, it was added as an afterthought because they were running a few minutes short. But the uh, the two uh, sports commentators, oh yeah, okay. were interrupting, <laughs> oh, yeah. their little homage to a best in show. Um, I really like that. I think it makes the episode. It's it's just so great. those little uh, comic interludes. and again, they were they were uh, completely added on after the fact.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I really like this episode. It was. It was a lot of fun um like you just mentioned Victor I really like the comedic uh sports casters um and how just goofy it was like yeah. it didn't really it didn't feel like it fit in the Stargate universe uh, because of what we know of the Stargate universe because it is basically just modern earth sports casting mm-hmm. but it works for the episode and it's a lot of fun and this episode almost felt like someone had a plot for a goofy like space race movie that got the Stargate skin slapped on it. Cause you could have taken all the Stargate elements out of this episode and made it like a, mm-hmm. the last Starfighter kind of story where mm-hmm. like they go to earth and get some motorcycle racing chick or race car driver and they need them to help them win this race. And it would have worked just as well. well and it,
3: it- would have worked in any universe. It would have worked, and you know that's where I kind of made the joke mm-hmm. about Speed Racer. It would have worked in any kind of, you know, Earth based racing. I mean, you know, death, death, was it death race or something like that? Or you know, it, it really was a very generic kind of race to the race to the you know win type of story. It, there really wasn't. I mean, as far Good. as asking and then it, like I said, it was fun.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: but it, but. There was not much plot here.
0: <laughs> you could have gotten uh, Tom Paris to be the the hot shot well, pilot. Well, that's just it. Yeah, yeah. Voyager did the same thing. It's exactly about the, the same time, same. actually. I believe. Yeah, they're and they're pretty much the same episode. Yeah. Crazy race in space with lots of dangerous obstacles mm-hmm. and no real rules.
1: And, and Carter never asked, like, how dangerous is it?
2: Uh, she yeah. I think she either wanted didn't yeah. really want to know. Or, I mean, yeah. she yeah.
1: She was looking for adventure.
0: Yeah. Which seems kind of incongruous with her character most of the time, but mm-hmm. I guess they they kind of hung a lantern on that when she walks in in her motorcycle jacket, like, looking all cool, which is doesn't seem like is usually in character for her, but mm-hmm. hey, it works for this.
3: Well, yeah. yeah. They said that she's had a motorcycle before, so this isn't something yeah. new, but- We've seen we've her, her working seen on seen it. We've never seen her like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, by by the way, the, game, uh, yeah. the
3: the Voyager episode was called Drive, and it came out three years before this one did.
2: <laughs> yeah. Gee, I wonder where they got the idea. Actually, no. for me,
1: it reminded me of Phantom Menace.
2: Yeah, pod <laughs> racing. And yeah, I think the that's pod racing the, yeah. and,
1: and Phantom Menace with, this, with the, same, the two guys, you know, commenting, and it was yep. sabotage. Except and...
2: that was two heads. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true.
2: <laughs> And apparently, <laughs> even though it was tacked on at the end, like they spent a lot of energy writing those two guys because um, this is from the commentary. Damien Kindler, uh, uh, you know, what basically went into uh, Malazzi and Molly. you know, they were the other two head writers there. And basically they wrote this this commentary that they thought was just hilarious. And they took it to Robert C. Cooper, who is the showrunner at the time and kind of the story editor. He said, no, it's too much. Go back, rewrite it. And so Damien Kindler took it away, rewrote it, took it back. And he's like, no, it's still not working. Go back, rewrite it. And, oh, then, and so just those little, just to, but I mean, what they did come up with, I thought is, is just uh, well, there's some there's great there. ones, you yeah. know, kind of
3: like, like, I can't remember the exact line, but yeah. basically, you know, the, the, the ship is crippled in the sun. And it's like, well, that'll be a bad day when they crash into the sun and burn, you know, <laughs>
1: kind
3: yeah. of thing. You
1: know? I love the ads. Those were yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. you know, cause it just. I don't know what we're trying to say that this other universe, this other alien species planet also has capitalism and, like, like sponsored by. And of course, it's it, all all the ads are by the same conglomerate that fixed the race, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> if you're,
3: if you're uh, crashing the, into the sun, get, you know, Sunblock 2000 <laughs> yeah. by TechmoCo or whatever it was. You know. TechCon.
0: TechCon. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That I was about. I thought about writing a few sponsored by TechCon <laughs> ads to drop in throughout yeah, the episode. Maybe we should do that. That would be fun. Yes.
3: But yeah. Well, and then they re- <laughs> that's how you should open the episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's right. and this, this episode
3: was, was brought to you by TechCon. <laughs> and,
2: and most of that, I think, too, was recorded like in one take. Like like they had, like, That was literally like put out at the end. They brought the actors in and like just within a couple of hours like just, just oh, I'm had sure. all that. And then, and then they had like the inner, but the interfaces look cool because you have the writing. Although I think at the bottom, it looks a little bit like ancient or Mm. Asgard, some of it, but you know, then you have a little logos for the products and stuff. So,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. As a mom, I'm thinking the one that says your family can eat whatever they want, whenever they want. I was like, sign me up for that
3: one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. It had a, it had, um. Douglas Adams vibes I feel yeah. like
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, that is, definitely did, yeah. They're just fun. Um I like how the alien species like cuz it's the I guess they're the descendants of humans who were probably brought by the gould and then yep. the other species the Syracen. Yeah. Yep. I like how you see all over the planet like the different like levels of the intermixing between the humans mm-hmm. and them in yeah. the society and I la- I thought that was clever rather than just having here's the aliens and here's the humans. Like right. you can see that they're an integrated society in that way.
2: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Warwick and Eamon are like full Serakin, but mm-hmm. then, you know, the president of TechCon, he's, you know, part human. And then some of the other, you know, yeah. characters, then one of the newscasters, fully human. One of them is, is, you know, half Sorakin and stuff right. too. And so that's, that, that is really cool. And that goes back to forsaken when, uh, Warwick shows the picture of his wife and, You know, or they find it on the ground and and she's a human, Mm -hmm. which is another bit of uh, misdirection in that episode. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel bad. uh, I feel bad for work. They're like, how long was he stuck on the planet that his wife? They they said like three years, right? Or something. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's quick.
2: Yeah. So, so she's remarried and taking the kids in the house and all he has is his ship.
1: And he has more kids. Or she had, she had more kids already.
2: Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and his brother. Um who who again we get back to back episodes with Alex Zahara and, and Patrick Curry here. Yep. Who we saw playing Iron Shirt and Chaka in uh yep. Enemy Mine. Yeah. Patrick Curry's a lot more expressive in this one than he yes. was in Enemy Mine. Yes. <laughs> just,
3: a lot more expressive.
1: I just kept seeing Fifth. I'm sorry. I know yeah. he's got a lot of makeup on, but all I could all I could see was Fifth.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were going a little bit more for like a David Hyde Pierce thing, I yep. think they said mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought the uh thought the, the CGI effects for like on the planet they were not great, but I thought the space shots were pretty good. Yeah. Like Yeah. They
3: were better. They were better yeah. than the planet cuz Cause, cause the the one that really just stood out to me as bad was the cityscape. That one just yeah. it looked like a 2005 era video game. I mean, it really did. But or you know like yeah. a cutscene during a video game. But the space the space scenes were pretty good. I thought they did a pretty good job with those. For the time
2: yeah i mean I, I guess this wound up being like one of the most expensive episodes for the season really? with all the cg and they brought back the uh the severus uh set they brought that back from forsaken yep. but it had been designed to shoot at like a 30 degree angle because it was crashed and so then when they righted it they had to figure out how they were going to you know get the cameras to work in it and they actually mm-hmm. had it on a gimbal so that it would tilt and shake so they weren't just mm. doing camera shake although they wow. did a lot of that too yeah so they so it was the first time so a lot of they the weren't crew just are, doing the one two three move <laughs> yeah <you> no <laughs> no it was the first time a lot of the crew had worked on it so the crew had to be strapped in because this thing is rocking around and so when you see like uh you know jarlath being thrown around and you know sam and warwick have to like buckle up it's because the actual set is is moving around <laughs> oh my and God. you That's know cool. and so they're shooting through the front windows and so Sometimes you'll see light coming through and 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 stuff, so it was it was nice. pretty neat uh, how they how they did that
0: makes me think of those uh stabilized videos of the bridge of the enterprise oh, when man. hit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are great just them rocking around <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh and just one more note on the special effects uh, from the commentary director andy Makita, this kind of takes it too. Um, when they're you know in their in their hangar working on the uh, the ship, and then later on in the office, they have a thirty-inch Samsung LCD display, and at oh, the wow. time that was like state of Ooh, the art. One of yeah. those thirty-inch yeah Samsung LCDs. And it was so you just <laughs> mentioned it twice on the commentary. Just you know, it was the commentary was recorded you know contemporaneous with the show. Just how yeah, that probably uh, was about a, this was
3: you know three 000, four thousand dollars yeah screen at that time.
0: I have a. You can't see it, but the my monitor that I have up here, it's my second monitor, is a 32-inch Samsung LCD that I pulled out of a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yesterday's expensive technology is today's dumpster diving treasures. I wonder if would throw that away instead of,
3: yeah. Mm.
0: You'd be surprised. People yeah, throw lots of stuff away. <laughs> I like... um. <laughs> I like his brother. Uh he's Amen. He's just so like He kind of has like a deadbeat vibe, which yeah. I appreciate, and he just feels put upon by his his other brother, and he's like you're just you're just doing this cuz your wife left you and nobody likes you anymore, and he's proud of being yeah. a garbage disposal maintenance guy and Yeah. <laughs> Alexa
1: talk. talk about sibling relationships, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I want to sit I want a sitcom set on this planet just with them like living in a small apartment together
2: <laughs> no yeah it, it, he, he's corporate i mean he's just like a like he he works in a corporate office but you can tell he's not one of the ones who really pushes himself and and tries super hard yeah, yeah did not he say something like that this is yeah. the job I do and it's exactly yeah. what it sounds like you know? Yeah Yeah <laughs> Yeah and I, I love the little insight he's like you know yes our, our corporate motto is 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 one based on trust and stuff and he doesn't you know he has key loggers on his computer and all yeah. this stuff and
0: Yeah it's good thing you don't follow the corporate <laughs> motto. motto he just kind of Yeah mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice yeah um then we have I feel like the villain plot in this episode feels just kind of tacked on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's angry because he feels like the all the humans are going to be replaced and they're second class citizens, even though that's demonstrably he, he not wants, true. And yeah. he wants to be the, the next curve, space Hitler. Mm-hmm. Basically, I felt like that
1: was weak, didn't you? Like, it was yeah. pretty weak. Yeah, they, they've, they've really stressed this the, this planet both times we've met um work you know that the everybody's integrated it's all happy blah, blah blah and i feel like it was just kind of like oh we need a reason okay how about race or yep uh, is it race if it's aliens i don't know but. <laughs> yeah
3: that's
2: race. actually that's probably more accurate <laughs> oh wow race that's than the it, that's actually species. maybe the double double double, yeah, double meaning of the title
0: you know. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah i guess i mean People people will pull like stupid reasons out of their out of their hats for when they're not doing well. And as uh, Eamon says, you didn't get uh you didn't get uh, passed over because you're a human. You got passed over because you're a moron. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. yeah <laughs> which is because he
3: got caught for corruption. <laughs> yep. He'd been investigating <laughs> investigated for corruption. It's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> see what he said.
0: <laughs> and so. I was, what I, I was wondering with this race is because everything comes out about the fact that it's been completely rigged and it's this tech con company that is s- sponsoring it has indirectly, they, they are involved with that being rigged. Well, members,
3: of, members of the company have, because that was right. in Thailand is, you know, yeah. part of right, his, Thailand. his, uh, mm-hmm.
0: corruption was, was going to rig the race to his. Benefit. Right. And we end up having a winner and, uh, Sam and Warwick I guess they technically come in second, although it doesn't sound like the first even loser. Really, yeah, first, yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. really finished. But I, I feel like that would just invalidate the entire race. Now, this sounds like yeah. this is a, there's no, no, there's no rules no rules. Well, they said no rules. True. Yeah. So then does cheating is cheating against the rules. There's yeah. no rules. <laughs> no rules. Yeah. I mean, if you rigged the race and there's no yeah. rules. Yeah. I mean, so they if, would if have to you, be
2: against the rules because he got arrested at the end, right? So Tynan did. So it doesn't sound like it mattered because the the gal, oh who yeah, won anyway. got
3: the contract. So mm-hmm. and then Warwick got uh, to offer to work work with her to be be her, yeah, co-pilot. her second,
0: her second mm-hmm. in command. Yeah.
1: Well, he made her win, right? Yep.
0: True. I also feel like they were. Very strongly hinting at some chemistry between a uh, Warwick and Sam, like <laughs> which it didn't. It was weird. I don't know if that's what they were trying to go for. I, I maybe he was trying
2: for it, but she <laughs> she was too geeking out on yeah. all
3: the technology.
2: Yeah, I think Warwick was just really focused on the task. I think, the I think Sam got, was yeah.
1: just so. I don't know.
2: Just needed we, a break. We've
1: never seen her this excited. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I love that where where Warwick hands her the the manual that's been translated into <laughs> English, and Jack says, "This isn't our language, no, sir. It's mine." Yeah,
1: <laughs> she had like the biggest grin the whole episode, right?
0: Yeah, no, I liked that. I don't know if I felt like they were trying to put some something in there in the episode for, but no, mm. maybe not.
1: Thinking, you know. Um I forgot the name of the episode that work first appeared in last season. Um, uh,
2: Forsaken? Forsaken. Forsaken. Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: So in that episode she had the chemistry remember with uh Corsi. Corso? Corso. Aiden? Oh, yeah. Aiden? Yeah,
2: Adrian Corso, Aiden Corso.
1: Aiden Corso. And so you know she was acting all weird in that one, you know they were flirting and you know having this banter and everything and now we see that race again and she's again a little bit out of character. You know like Oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. And I'm going to kick butt and yay and, you know, all the things. So it's just I guess it's good that those two episodes go together because that's how she was acting weird in both episodes. But I saw a written interview with Amanda Tapping and she was super excited to show a different side of Carter and to, you know, get to uh, get, I guess, do something different than just spout techno babble all the time, (laughs) which is cool. Give her you know more dimension, right? You know, show a side of Carter we don't see.
0: It was good to have an episode that wasn't so heavily focused on either Daniel or Jack. I feel like a lot <laughs> yeah. of them lately have been. Actually,
3: Daniel was in two scenes. Yeah, and one of them was standing yeah. behind Jack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was in
1: the beginning and the end, also interacting with Carter, and that was about it. Oh right. well,
2: then there was the one where they're on the camera. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and then they're yeah. in the receptionist's office, right? And but still, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like yeah.
1: That's
2: he not much. He, yeah. he I think they probably said, "Okay, you
3: got your episodes. <laughs> you can yeah. go let, go be in the behind the scenes again for a while."
1: <laughs> and then <laughs> Jack's turn. <laughs> we didn't see Jack either.
3: Yeah, he wasn't very much at all. Mm-mm. Again, just a yeah. couple episodes or a couple of scenes.
1: We got Murray.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. There, there was <laughs> a uh, who's who was the who's the, um, the main guy was it? Is it Hagen who's in charge of the? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yep. he who's in charge of the company yeah there was another scene uh where they where jack and and daniel talked to him uh you know initially but they cut that out ironically because they were running long after they added in the scenes, <laughs> <That's happening. laughs> the sportscaster scenes so we, we get the scene with uh, hillary cooper who is uh robert c cooper's wife so um the receptionist yep oh, the receptionist. The receptionist?
1: oh i liked her
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um and so yeah I, I do like and I do like when when Hagen walks in Jack's asleep in the chair and Jack is like trying to dip his boot in the fountain or something like weird like that in yeah. the background yeah. just <laughs> just scooping off and <laughs> you
0: know, I like the she she did a good job playing like the corporate receptionist team. yeah mm-hmm. just you know
3: very polite just, very pleasant yeah. but Check. oh I'm sorry I can't do that I'm sorry mm-hmm. you're not loud <laughs> I mean such a you think about
1: play, playing receptionist is not Probably something you're looking forward to, but she made it memorable.
3: Yeah, no, yeah.
0: yeah, she did a good job.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, it looks like she's working. She's actually sitting there watching the race.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the <boss> key. <laughs> I feel like the character writing in this episode was the strongest part of it. Like the mm-hmm. plots, the plot's fine. It's kind mm-hmm. of forgettable, but all the characters were fun and distinctive. Like, I can still like, you can still like distinctly remember each of the characters, where it, whereas. It's not just you know the other Gould guy or the other Jafar guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, they, they
3: did a little bit of misdirection here because we got you know the bad guy, seemingly like the bad guy Jarith.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
3: but he wasn't either.
0: Uh,
2: he I was like just him. kind of a jerk,
0: basically. Jarlad. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. He was fun. Yeah, he knows weapons, and he kind of saves his day by disabling the uh, the cheater <laughs> ship at the end, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it is kind of funny when when they don't want, you know, he doesn't want to be rescued. He's he's just perfectly fine uh, being pulled into the sun or whatever. And, uh... <laughs> it's like, are you coming or not? We got something yeah. to do. Let's go. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. So the actor, Scott McDonald, by the way, who played him is from Libby, Montana, which is far oh, northwestern wow. Montana. What? And it's oh, like, nice. oh, yeah, he, he fits the personality of, you know, kind of a roughneck <laughs> yeah. from Montana. So he played it well.
0: i feel like he could have fit into like the firefly universe very easily oh yeah Mm
3: -hmm.
0: oh yeah he had that had that charisma yep yeah now i want a spinoff show about uh warwick uh running running the ship and you can get uh get him back (laughs) uh, (laughs) there
2: it's funny because on the commentary they actually joked about jarlath and warwick having their own spinoff show yeah. just oh, going across it. the galaxy having adventures and stuff I I, I, I love that yeah. scene where you know they're
3: they're going through the ice or whatever after they've rescued him
2: and he says lean left
3: and then he goes the guy ends up going right yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said left and he just kind of like ah. oops <laughs> <laughs> that could be like an 80s sitcom where he's just where
0: Warwick goes uh-huh. yeah <laughs> it was an 80s sitcom he'd start talking about eating cats yeah yeah there you go (laughs) no problem
2: (laughs) i did like the hangar set that's actually like a a testing lab for like the big power company so it's like a big um Mm. yeah i've seen it it's come up at least once in stargate i think it was in an episode of macgyver Two. what was it it that um
3: or it kind of just big a big empty warehouse that they
2: yeah they have just all like their power experiments and i don't know if the you know, people can tour it or what, but that's why it looks like it's just all weird, like, mm-hmm. e- mm. like equipment and stuff in there.
0: Yeah. But it, looked, um, it
2: was looked good. Yeah.
0: You tell it wasn't a like CGI map painting, which is nice. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I guess they had like one day to film in there. So all those scenes. and stuff <laughs> get it, get is it done. It,
0: Yeah. Is it that same one that they use in Voyager a lot? Like this big power plant? Oh, that's probably. Oh, California.
2: that's the, yeah. There's that's one. the one in California that they use for Starfleet headquarters, I think. And yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. nice (laughs) yeah I want my uh, Jeralith and uh, uh, Warwick spin-off show sitcom (laughs) yeah it'll never happen but hey maybe there's a book about it (laughs) I wonder actually I should check check and see (laughs) yeah right
2: (laughs) we get some good teal humor in this one as well yes yeah both at the beginning where uh, you know they want to invite him along to to meet with uh, Hagen and negotiate for the ion oh, drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Major Carter
3: needs my help.
1: Yeah.
3: I do. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. indeed. He's like, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and I love that Carter gives him an indeed back. later yes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And then later on uh when he's when he's teamed up with with Eamon and they are trying to get past uh the receptionist and and you know this is my cousin you know, Murray, we get Murray again. Yeah. Yes. Second cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: and even before when, when they say, oh, when even saying we're going to go over there, he's like, you're going to need a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then they have matching outfits.
2: <laughs> yeah, like oh, yeah. like bell Weird bellhop outfits or something.
0: Must <laughs> be their work
3: outfit or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: that was great.
0: <laughs> I like his, uh, isn't that the first thing that Daniel says when he comes in? He's like, Hey, hey Teal, nice Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) it does look like a bellhop you're right i could put my finger on it
0: and the guards i don't know if y'all noticed but the guards had these like really weird looking i guess they were supposed to be laser guns but
3: we've seen those before on here i can't remember what episode but we they've been on stargate before where they're they're kind of like the you you hold in the middle and there's the two pieces yeah than the other i know we've seen those in stargate before
0: they did, they don't look comfortable to use. No. <laughs> more <laughs> efficient, but hey. Yeah. Um awesome. Uh yeah, this is this is a fun episode. I liked it. I like to see more of this species and this planet just mm-hmm. because of Oh. He, you but you don't you uh, they get
2: they get this. one mention in like season nine or ten and it's basically like, oh yeah about these guys right <laughs> yeah it's pretty uh-huh. much like gosh everybody we know has fallen to the enemy including blank yes including blank you know uh, so it's it, they just basically no they just get an off-screen mention to show how <laughs> bad the threat is which they do that to a lot of like the planets they're like remember that planet from season five well they're gone too um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the Emancipation planet is safe. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did
1: see people rated this episode like they were like this is the worst episode of all time. Well, except for Emancipation in season 1. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the, and the next one too people don't don't like for some reasons but but spoiler alert I really like it. So
1: I do too. <laughs> I saw that they said yeah. this one and the next one were I think Joseph Malazzi said they got a lot of grief for it.
2: I guess you just have to put yourself in the mindset of someone in 2003, like a diehard yeah. Stargate fan who's like, what, what are you doing? Silly stuff in my, my high, my hard sci-fi show. Yeah. yeah
1: that I was me in 2003. I was like, yeah. I hate this episode. Nothing happens. I guess it's similar
0: to how the most recent season of strange new worlds. A lot of people were divided on the musical episode. Like some people absolutely hated it mm. or you really loved. it. I thought it was great. I thought it was, Oh, you didn't like it, Father?
3: <laughs> I wasn't a fan. I mean, it, it was it was better than some, but I wasn't a fan. I'm not oh, a musical I, person, though. So I'm I mean, not either. I like music, just not a musical
2: person. I always find that.
1: it strange that serious shows like break into musical episodes. So I'm well, glad Stargate I, I, didn't do he's that. Fun.
2: Yeah, me too. Unless, yeah, unless Richard Dean Anderson like tap danced or something. But, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, no Hammond, you really Hammond, wanted Hammond, yeah. Hammond to sing, right?
0: Apparently, he he could sing like really Ugh. well or something. Yeah. I want him to do like a country and Western ballad. Yeah. We yeah.
1: See, that's what was missing in a window of opportunity. The episode. Yeah. You know, he made pottery. He golfed through the Stargate, but there was no sing along. That would have been a good op- uh, opportunity.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say they had a window of opportunity yeah. that they didn't take. Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> we did. get. Uh, we did get a, a musical episode. I think was it Tin Man when they're all sitting around singing row, row, row your boat. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. No, it was ergo. Ergo, ergo, it was ergo. that was it. Ergo, yeah. yeah, and they don't know why. <laughs> yeah, right. so yeah. we did get one. Yeah, Peter Delaney's musical. <laughs> oh yeah, episode. Yeah,
1: that was Stargate's uh, musical episode. No. Yeah,
2: let's not do that again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Awesome. Uh, do we have any uh, alternate language titles for this episode?
2: Um, we got space race for for most of them. Um, in in French, we did get uh, uh, la grande Prive," which is the great test. But otherwise, just all the space race. Ah. Yeah. Nice. This is one time where Germany could be literal. Idea. Yeah, exactly. Spass running. I
0: feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, yeah, we don't want to. <laughs> Yes. Do you all have any other uh, thoughts on this episode?
1: Um, I didn't realize at first that Alex Zahara had taken over the role from Dion Johnstone, so that was... I, I kept thinking it looked a little different or, you know, it just
2: yeah. wasn't this,
1: mm. I, I don't know. Something was different about him and I had to go up and look right. online and I'm like, Oh, different actor. Hmm. But Alex Zahar is in so many episodes. He's familiar. So it was just, it was just funny that they changed him out.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate, including Brian H M. McCart, James B., Father David B., and Nicholas M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secret to Stargate and all the shows at Starquest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can find our video versions at youtube.com slash Media where you can see uh, Lisa's dog uh, harassing her to jump up <laughs> multiple times throughout this episode. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> to, f- to find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com and follow Starquest on social media at facebook.com slash media and on Twitter at sqpn. And be sure to check out the SQPN Discord at sqpn.com slash discord. And we'll be back next time and we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, the apparently divisive Avenger 2.0. <laughs> Until then, Father Cory, thank you for joining us and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too.
2: Thanks, Jack. And how many times have I told you, don't get caught by the bad guys?
0: <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, I'm Jack Barrazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest.
3: Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you
2: think?
0: Here's another show on the StarQuest network you're sure to enjoy, The Secrets of Middle-Earth. Find it wherever you can find podcasts or at sqpn.com slash middle-earth.